0: Hi I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Dave. Hello. Hello. And John.
1: Hello. No Aaron
0: tonight. He's uh, missing an action this week well he,
1: to be fair he's got more important places to be than uh with us talking about uh hockey uh
0: yes his uh his beloved wife uh it's her birthday today so we did a bit of a shout out happy birthday to uh amy happy um, birthday
1: amy happy birthday. happy birthday you know that we could sing the song because it's not copywritten anymore isn't it <laughs> no it's not we could actually sing it i mean no, none no, of us can sing singing.
0: but let's not <laughs> excuse me voice of a generation here <laughs>
1: which generation
0: my generation which was I feel sorry
1: for your generation
0: it was first generation um be, i was supposed to be you know like snowman had nothing on me you know that, that little kid had got snowman it was supposed to be mang. you know
1: i don't even know where to go with that
0: <laughs> uh guys how he's been good
1: i'm not saying anything the last time i talked about how good i was and what was happening he's just absolutely railed on me so yeah everything is fine
0: yeah but was your last time when we asked you know like want to talk about work
1: I didn't want to talk about work. It just takes up a lot more of my time than most other things.
0: <laughs> but you wouldn't think it watching your uh, social media output, I, I, um, I you know, between... Well, actually, no, it's usually just spinning on a bike. Yeah. That's pretty much what it... What and dodgy he, questions about his underwear. Dodgy questions about your underwear. And what was this week's question that you couldn't figure out? and you want someone to tell you what to eat? Oh, mints this week, I think it was. Yeah, mints. Literally, we, we, now, we talked about this week, and I think we really should do it. It's just yeah. like one full day controlling Charity John's day. life. Charity day and get his, his life controlled by Twitter, I guess. Yeah, I think, it, I think it'd be a great idea. Can like, it be a day where I'm not at work? No, it has to be a day where you're at work. Because the first I, question is, why is, can you go to work? The first, first question should be, should I go to work? And then people can decide if you should go to work or not. I can
1: do that on a but Saturday you quite don't... happily, because even if it comes up, yes, well, I can't.
0: <laughs> so we're, we're going to do it on a Monday morning. No, we're going to do it on a tweet, <laughs> your boss. Yeah. A midweek day. Should <laughs> I go? And you can't tell your boss. <laughs> can you give me
1: a couple of weeks to build up Flexi just in case? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but every single part of your life we should control, I think would be a good idea. Um, every single? Every single aspect. One day. One day. So anytime you ever ask yourself a question in your head, you have to ask that question out loud. So be a like, for the
1: next day or <laughs> like things like,
0: what should I have to eat? Because I'm sure you ask yourself that all the time, so then you have to put it out there for others
2: to decide.
1: We'll see.
2: Okay. I'm pure starting one doesn't make a drink cider on it.
1: Oh no, come on, <laughs> you know what that does to me.
2: Um, but yeah,
0: it's a it's a good idea. Um let's catch up then. Let's start off our episode the way we always do and catch up with the uh Going on around the leagues um, starting here in the UK with the elite ice hockey league Um, just taking a quick look at the table to start then uh, see where teams are sitting and we'll get your thoughts on that Uh, so sitting in first place at the moment with 18 or 14 games played with 18 points as the Sheffield Steelers Uh, Belfast Giants currently sit in second place with 11 games played and 18 points also Glasgow clan are sitting in third place with 12 games for 17 points Cardiff are sitting in 4th with 10 games and 14 points. Coventry Bay sitting in 5th with 13 games, 14 points also. Uh, Fife were sitting in 6th place with 13 points from 13 games. Guildford have 12, ga- 12 games, 12 points and sitting in 7th position. and Panthers sit in 8th with uh, 11 points from 13 games. And Dundee sit 15 games, 7 points in 9th place and Manchester Storm holding up the league in 10th place there with 7 points from 11 games. Uh, guys, um, heading into November now, um, your thoughts and opinions. John, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I said it last time, we're starting to see, I think, the the league table making a bit more sense now. Um, Giants, nice to see them climb up. Uh, we obviously still have some games in hand over Sheffield. Um Although the teams below us are starting, um, we're, we're closer, sort of games played, but we're obviously above them in points, so that's good to see. Uh, nice to see Dundee take a step off the absolute bottom, even though they're still outside of the playoff spots. Um, Manchester not had a great run of it the last uh, few or a couple of weekends, yeah. um, but still the most interesting one uh, to see them languishing down where they are, uh, basically just on the inside of potential playoff spots, is Nottingham. Uh, And we are still very, very early doors. Um, I was going to say, does it not feel a bit more like hockey season since the last recording?
2: Like we're here,
1: we're here at seven o'clock recording and it's pitch black outside. It finally feels, finally feels (laughs) like hockey season. Yeah.
0: Um it, it always I always feel like it feels more like hockey season when you're coming out of the the rink at the end of a game and it's actually dark
1: outside. Doesn't make sense to come out during the day. No, does it? it doesn't no like the only other time we get that is during things like the um Conti Cup stages, if we're like an afternoon game or the Friendship Four or something, yeah. you still feel weird coming out during daylight. Yeah. It just doesn't make any
2: sense. It screws you up for the next couple of days. Yeah. Dave, your thoughts. Um, yeah, it's looking uh, super competitive again as we have the last few seasons, this early stages. It seems to be the the new rule of uh, thumb now that every team's going to beat every team, you know, and um, we should see that continue, I think, because like Manchester, the, Gi- the Giants playing in Manchester the last few games, the manchester have been really good. You know, they're, they look uh, uh, pretty hot. I think they're going to do... I think it's really undeserving how how far they're sitting down that table, and I think we'll start to see them clawed back. Um, very surprising, as John said about seeing Nottingham down there. Um, I'm very surprised to see Sheffield at the top, and that might, it's not a not a diss on Sheffield, but um, sure, yeah. Um But the way either the sort of reactions and stuff, fans, and they think the whole world's out to get them, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, but the you know, 14, 14 games played and 18 points is not nothing to be sniffed at. But um, And again, I'm sure the Giants fans went through their own wee stint of the sky is falling um, without really taking a deep breath and thinking about it uh, more long term. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I would like to see how Cardiff's next few games go. Um, they're sitting on the lowest games played. Um, I expect them to shoot up the table with the, those couple of games in hand. Um, but I don't think, um, like at this stage, they're not going to overtake the Giants with games in hand alone but uh, I think they will overtake Sheffield if I'm right yeah um I, should be interesting I,
0: I don't know I don't know what your guys opinions on this but um I think I if sheffield's sitting on top at the moment obviously in first place um clearly it's down to and sense but it's down to the fact that they've played more games yeah. realistically because that's given them it's making them look Better than what actually maybe Sheffield are putting out at this time. Like if you look at their their actual like win losses and stuff, even over the course of the period over the period of the start of the season, you know, the fourteen games what they've won eight and they've lost five altogether. Um and that's only one more win from the rest of the teams who've actually won seven. The other four teams after them have won seven each. You know, it's quite a big loss when you look at that win losses. Um but bear in mind not like too- you're
1: you're looking at the games that they've played. They've three played three more games than us, but if you look at the goals for, in those three games they have twenty-one more goals for than us. Yeah. So that's a clear indication of kind of where we're sitting with goals. I mean, I don't imagine unless we absolutely hammer somebody a couple of nights. But then, um, but then they've, they've also got
2: they've also got nearly double the amount of goals yeah. against as well. Do you, do you they do, and um, that's the rest of the league's the same um, for having a so-called shaky netminder. Um, you know, twenty-three goals against in eleven games not the world's best stats, but it ain't half bad when you take the rest of the league and do okay. you, we, we well. talked
1: about that last time as well we did yeah. say that we have to take the goals for with the goals against, um,
2: There there is a,
1: a correlation between them, we do have fantastic defence, we have absolutely stunning netminding uh, here in Belfast we're, I think after this last weekend, we're starting to see that score and touch coming back again, we're starting to see uh, goals from uh, close in in the dirty areas uh, close to the crease we're seeing guys crash uh in on the crease now which we didn't see before we saw a lot of shots on the periphery um so the fact that these guys are now looking like they're threatening to score goals from dirty places on the the ice is fantastic
0: yeah yeah um and it's hard to argue whenever you know it's hard to argue the fact that you know the three top um players at the moment sitting in the league, you know, just even on goals and stuff, you know, or three Sheffield players. Um, and they're carrying their points. I mean, their top point scorer is sitting with twenty points over everyone else. Like, and everyone else is sitting there behind, maybe fifteen, fourteen, thirteen. Um, but again, the closest one to that is another Sheffield stealer John Armstrong, with seventeen points. I mean, yeah, they've got some good players up there, but I think you know it's clear defining where they are kind of currently having issues and stuff. But we know that. Did you uh, see the first uh, Belfast Giant on that list there? Um, I did see the first Belfast Giant. Do you mean an official Belfast Giant or a former Belfast official Giant? Official
1: Belfast Giant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. First official Belfast Giant is George uh, Smotherman, Smotherman, number 14 for the Belfast Giant, sitting on 14, 14 points. points. Yeah. <laughs> what a number.
0: I asked because Brendan Connolly uh, is sitting for the Sheffield Steelers with 14 points also. And, you know, former, it's definitely a magic number. We, we could have like also, Di- <laughs> also said Robert died because Di- he was also a former Belfast Giant, but yeah we can't forget that sometimes um okay guys we will uh leave it at that and we'll come back to it in period one i'm sure Um we'll look across the pond over in the nhl um starting over in the eastern um conference no eastern division next button no, Eastern <laughs> Conference, Eastern the Metropolitan, Metropolitan Division. division. <laughs> yeah, got there. Uh, we the know NHL. I do. I just got confused for a second. Um, starting in the Metropolitan Division, at first place there sitting uh, in first was Wa- is Washington with 16 games played and 25 points. New York Islanders are sitting in second with 14 games played and 22 points. And Carolina Hurricanes are sitting with 15 games played and 19 points. In the Atlantic Division then, Boston sit top with 15 games played and 11, uh, 24 points. Buffalo are sitting in second with 15 games played and 20 points. And Toronto are sitting in third. With sixteen games played and nineteen points, the wild card spots in that side are um, currently held by Florida and Montreal. Um, over across the western side in the central division, uh, first place sitting with uh, seventeen games played and twenty five points is St Louis, followed by Nashville Predators in second. You yep. with uh, fifteen games played and twenty points, and third Colorado with 15 games and 18 points. In the Pacific Division then, Edmonton sit top with 17 games played, 22 points. Vancouver with 15 games and 21 points. And Arizona in third with 15 games played and 20 points. Wild card spots are currently held by Vegas with 16 games, 20 points. And Calgary, 18 games and 20 points. Guys, um, let's get your thoughts and opinions then over in the NHL side of things. Um, Any teams here... Of interest pointing jumping out at you kind of uh surprises shall we say i know there's one there that's surprising me um and there's a couple of other teams that are kind of holding their own um looking well so far at the start of the season but i'll, I'll hand over you guys first uh who wants to go first
1: i'll go first yeah, because there's go. one that's i've I listened to obviously a couple of uh nhl podcasts as well and the islanders mm-hmm. are on some streak 10 game winning streak Um, that's unreal that's not something that anyone expected going into this season it definitely doesn't look like a fluke either it looks like they've got the the systems (coughs) down home record 7-2-0 away record 4-1-0 that's last 10 10 10-0-0 yeah like
0: that's that's brilliant they're having a phenomenal that's a phenomenal run they're on Um, and that's why it's caught my attention too because no offence but like you kind of see New York Energy you kind of think kind of mid table kind of mid place usually but that's phenomenal start for them um even to the point where i was like thinking you know because i think we were talking about it the last podcast the podcast before but you know obviously i'm heading off soon on my trip and Islanders. you going away yeah but are i'm not, yeah i am um sorry i'm just getting my own back here you are but um this is one of the games i was considering going to because it was the cheapest tickets out of all of the teams i was thinking about and Good i was god won- awful
2: arena it's 20 22 it's the Barclays yeah. Center in it's the one where you Brooklyn, sit, uh, parallel with the ice, and can't be described. Look sideways.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. Um, but yeah, it's like twenty two dollars for a ticket. And I was like, hmm, I might go. Um, but yeah, no, it's really surprising. I think that's really an interesting one. The other team that was um is kind of sticking in the wild cards But we were talking about them even last year. Um, last episode is Florida. Florida. Uh, <laughs> For for a team that's usually like we're kind of like eh, we kind of used to seeing them quite bottom. Usually, of no offense to them, but they do you are quite bottom. They're sitting there. They've hold. They've been holding their own as well. They've had a great start to the season, um, and they've continued to do so. Uh, I think the surprises though, um, coming into this, looking at this at the moment currently where we are sitting. I think you know the fact that Tampa's still sitting quite low down in that wild in those wild card spots in the fifth place there, um, with thirteen games played and only holding th- uh fourteen points. I mean it's quite low. Um, and followed also as well. I think the surprise one was obviously Detroit as well. Um, looking quite low down there. Yeah. Um, Edmonton, another team. I think, uh, again has had a a great start. We talked about it last week. You know, um, they've had a they have found real they have found real form to start off this season,
2: and have continued to do so. Um, anyone else? Davey, anything warrant Any jumping out at you? Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, angle the ones that are talked about in my house are obviously the Wild aren't doing too hot, but um. What? <laughs> um, they're going for the uh first round draft pick um uh, <laughs> <laughs> different competition for, we're taking for place the last on. how many seasons uh, um they the uh, the other one that obviously we talk about would be the the canes um hurricanes because the the wife's wife's team um they're really a bit better start to the season had of a few hiccups in the last couple of games but uh i still think that they're in for a shout more than just the annoy the life out of a certain somebody
1: i know i was gonna say do you know what see if you were like coming fresh to the nhl and you were picking a team to follow i honestly think yeah. that my shout now would be the canes because of the storm surge <laughs> at the end they are just they're annoying the establishment mm-hmm. which i love they are annoying people like Dawn, yeah. which again i love um, and just the fact that they actually look like they're having a bit of crack yeah, all with the, the game. It's time with like, this
2: sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you watch them, it seems like all the t- all the players are buying into it, and it's a little bit more relaxed. And it's the almost the complete opposite to what we see currently from the wild. You know, everything seems so tense. Mm. Um, and the, when you see interviews, and you know, everyone's asking who's at fault, blah blah blah. blah. And sometimes it just doesn't click. And the the wild sitting with a lot of older players, and I would say, a lot of ship. I see a lot of players being shipped mid season. And the start for a proper uh, rebuild for, for younger guys. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like the approach I'm going to take with my
1: fantasy uh, team for next year.
2: <laughs> Total rebuild! How's,
1: how's, that, how's that go for you? <laughs> yeah, it's not really. <laughs> have, Owen, you, have you got off the board yet at all? No, I'm 0-4 and it's currently a competition between me and the only other guy with an 0-4 record. So by by Sunday night, Monday morning, one of us is propping up the table.
0: Well, or maybe we are both. Oh, oh, so you're up against the other person who's sitting. Yep. Ah, okay. Okay. So, So unless it's a
1: draw. Oh, that
2: would (laughs) would be hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny, actually. I had my first draw this week, and I was like, "Oh, I only got one point." That's kind of annoying. Um, It's
1: kind of anticlimactic. I imagine it's anticlimactic. I mean, to only (laughs) score
0: one point. Um, Yeah. No. uh, I. It's. i've completely lost my train of thought there uh yeah the uh the it's kind of going and i've kind of this this week it was kind of my first let's say like draw and i've also lost one when i lost that first one i was like oh,
1: damn.
0: anyway right Do you
1: think you lost interest after you lost one try losing no four i'm on not the lost trough. interest
0: and i uh, this week i've been literally uh, this week i've uh i've shipped some players this week just like you were just saying i've shipped some players and kind of changed up my lines this is the first week
1: where i've just hit auto select honestly monday morning i hit auto select i got the notification. It's like oh no you lost again it gives you the poo emoji (laughs) it does does. four weeks running i have to look at the poo emoji so Um, i just went just auto select uh i'll come back to it eventually but yeah just auto select in fact the most the most time i spent looking at it was actually out the front of your house marty while we were waiting for you to arrive with the coffee drop off and I was like, I've got nothing better to do, sitting in the car with Dave. So I'll have a look at my fantasy team.
2: <laughs> oh, Dave, better wear. Take know. that, like he said, it's on better you. I was looking at mine. I pretty much, I was just rubbing it in because
0: all my net managers are better than it. That's what I'm currently doing now because <laughs> I just realised I hadn't set my lines for tonight. So I'm just currently doing that now while, um, we're, recording while we're recording the podcast. While we're recording the podcast, because you know you have to do it. Important things. Important it's things. It's yeah. important. Um, so yes, uh, let's move on. I don't think we we'll have anything else. Do we have any, any other comments before we move on to period one? Uh nope nope. nope nope we've got all right. everything else in period ones so. okay well we will pick up um our NHL talk in our, our period two which will be coming up later in the show uh but in the meantime let's get stuck into our main show and start off with period one of hockey okay period one is our Uh, Roundup of stories from across the UK and local uh, leagues. Um, Let's see what stories we have to start with this week. Um, Let's start with. Will I start with Mang? I think I'll start with Mang. Yeah, Yeah, let's start with Mang. Um, Mang, (laughs) You can always start with Mang because that'd be hilarious. Because you didn't put one
1: in. (laughs) Surprise! Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's start with Dave's. (laughs) There we go.
0: So, uh starting with Mang, the reason I put this in uh was I think I had messaged you guys when this was announced. Um I messaged you guys and I just went this is complete another farce as a joke, but I also don't fully understand it's the, league, the league, reasoning. League, league, really. I didn't really understand I didn't understand the reasoning behind this and why it would matter. Um so basically at the uh start of la- at the end of last week's uh live game against Belfast Giants and Fife Flyers, um the Dundee Stars having no Yep, Dundee Stars, having um having advanced in first place in the Challenge Cup, Group A, uh had first choice for the team that they wished to play yeah. coming into the second they one. Were, they were first. They're also top overall. seed. Yeah, top, top seed, seed across so, the whole thing. The original draw was not supposed to take place until all teams had finished playing in the Challenge Cup. Not all. T- so that's the first thing I should say. Not all. Ga- not all games in the Challenge Cup have all been played. 20th of November. Day. Yes. Hasn't that been played until 20th of November. So we've still got another two, two and a half two and weeks. Two and a half weeks until the Challenge Cup uh, before uh, all games are finished.
1: stages, are f- or sorry, uh, group stages yep. are finished.
0: And that was, that stage, that is when the Challenge Cup was going to be drawn. The next round was going to be drawn after that
1: point. Live. Live. On TV. Yes. Not exactly. out I am careful. <laughs> so uh,
0: the decision had been made. An agreement had been made with the league that Dundee Stars could choose early due to uh, what they can conf- said as uh, conflicts with ice time in their I think home they, arena. They
2: mistyped this. This was like an agreement was made in the country club um, to pick early. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think it's
1: Did, I mean, the fact that Dundee had to go ahead and make their selection early does it not sound to you like they've got to that point? And then gone. oh my God, we're through.
2: Oh my God, we're first. <laughs> they all look at each other and go, how'd that
1: happen? <laughs> like, so, Pash, Pash is there going, what do I do? What do I do?
0: The two main questions that I had, the two main questions I had was, uh, why would they make a decision that before the rest of the teams could choose, that they, they would decide, you know what, let's let them choose early. Um, and just let them choose whatever team may go through, right? The second thing that kind of didn't make sense to me was, it said... Uh, but due to conflicts with ice time and not being, not knowing if they can get the ice time or whatever it is, why did it matter who they were playing? If they knew they were going to be playing someone at some stage, why wouldn't they just put in the ice time to be confirmed against the team? I you think know, the issue, the
1: issue the was are? about their um, opponents. Travels, it yeah. would be about their opponents and who they would pick. So it's probably not so much to do with the scheduling for the stars it'll be for the scheduling for whoever their opponents are going to be because if you you look at at how quick these games have already been scheduled so the picking wasn't supposed to be until the 20th the first game that Dundee have since announced, we'll come on to who they've picked is the 22nd of November so there's a day and a half for a team to organise travel and accommodation perhaps, depending on who who they are and where they're coming from So that, I think, is the issue. So the Stars have had to go, look, these are the available days and times. Um, It's not ideal. We want to give ourselves and the opposition the chance to look at it. Now, secondary to all that, the league went, yeah, that's fine. You can pick early, but then put stipulations on it. So by fulfilling the request uh, to pick early, um, the Stars have agreed to give up the right to home advantage in the second leg. So they're now playing their first leg at home. Their second leg away. Uh, yeah. So they've had to give that right away. So they may have had later ice availability, but by going to the league and saying, we need to pick early here, depending on dates and times and who it's going to be, they've said, right, that's fine. Here's the stipulation. To me, if they're not able to plan like that, I think there should have also been, I don't want to say supplementary discipline or anything, but like, I don't know, potentially a fine. Yeah, yeah on like... That, like they're even, playing to different rules than the other eight teams or sorry, six teams uh, or seven teams that have gone through at this point. Um, they're having to play to a separate set of rules. There should be uh, something should come of that from the league, not just, OK, you've lost home ice advantage. Yeah, that to me, that doesn't count. But then you would, when you
0: think that other teams, you know, other teams, I'm sure, have kept the side thinking, right, there's no chance that we might you know, be in the second round or we hope to be in the second round. So they've kept dates aside for it so why wouldn't have done why wouldn't dundee have just said from the very start been like guys this is the dates that we have so therefore you know keep it in mind so that delete. i think you know my, be, my you biggest know.
1: thing is that if they hadn't made their selection until the late on on the 20th you're essentially only giving the the visiting team potentially a day yeah. to book their travel and accommodation.
0: But let's be honest, uh, let's look at, you know, who they eventually did pick anyway, and they they picked their their um, their um opponent's going to be the Glasgow clan.
1: Easy money. That, that's what they've gone for. That was yeah. always...
0: Th- what was the chance that it was going to be anybody else anyway? You know, let's let's be honest.
2: Well, it's going to be them or Fife. Because
0: they were yeah. always going to have first pick anyway, because yeah. they came out well, first. Well, couldn't
2: be five, Fife, because Fife for the that's only I mean. team so far who are confirmed not, not to make it yeah, it yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it was only going to be one of those two if
1: Fife had a
0: three you're saying the Fife had a over Glasgow 100% anyway. yeah. I, can,
1: I can guarantee that's what that matchup would have been
0: yeah 100% it's, a, it's
1: about gate we've seen it before and we've criticised it before that gate shouldn't be what drives you but unfortunately the way that this league is set up and the way that the stupid challenge cup is set up
2: I that'll always understand. be the decision I'll be surprised if we don't
1: see Nottingham and Sheffield yeah Go I, up against each other. I have no idea why this cup isn't finished by
0: now. We talk about this every year. There's always something about the Challenge Cup that Do just... you know what? We're not always, the only ones either. No, and again, like, you can, you can, you know, you can... That's something you can tell based on the way that the the, tro- the the trophy's, you know, handled. How you, easily it is broken. How easily it's... <laughs> I think you know, what you mean is how easily it's replaced. How easily it's... Yeah, exactly. Or just, like, conveniently kept because, you know, they want that...
2: We we have it in, uh, in my office um, for some... Something... It's exactly the same, and it's in a cabinet in our office. Yours have two handles. Ours has two handles. Yeah. Can we do a switcheroo? <laughs> oh, you have the same the, exact the same, same intro. Ant- oh, right? Okay, wow. exact same trophy. Or
1: do you, do you reckon? Right, say there's going to be a new trophy this year. Oh, sorry. Let's say <laughs> every, sorry. The- <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Let's let's go with a say. Perhaps that um, there's not going to be a new trophy this year. We're going to stick with the same trophy. Yeah. Did Belfast lose the other
2: handle? And keep it in a trophy cabinet somewhere?
0: Uh, no, they'll try and solder back on, probably. No, <laughs> I think get half of the solder iron out and get them to solder back just, on. <laughs>
2: what the Giants should do is just give the, the league the old knockout cup and just say, here you go, that's the challenge cup. No, no the real one. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: there's too many photos of us with a one-handled trophy. Or with uh, one player holding the trophy in the middle of the photo and someone else 20 feet away holding the other handle. Um, I still think Besko might have stolen it.
0: I still think, uh, I, just, I just it didn't make sense to me when it happened. And it was just another case of just like the Elite League looking foolish and doing something early. Which...
1: You know what? They didn't have to look foolish either because there are ways of getting around that. You could quite happily have potentially kept it quiet
2: until much, much later. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and with uh, Dundee knowing they were the top pick, it's top seed, yeah, they would have known who they were picking. And it even could have just been a wee telephone call. We're going to choose you in the... Exactly. It could be a A backroom channel between them and Glasgow. This did not have to be league news. Um, I suppose we criticize the league for not telling us things, and I mean whenever they tell us stupid things, we criticize them again. But. <laughs> well,
0: they're they're there for it. Um, let's not get on to some other. <laughs> oh, come on, we're going
1: to get on to other stupid stuff that they've done. Oh, no, <laughs> give it a minute.
0: Let's talk, wait until we get to the penalty box segment. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and also, let's, let's let's not talk about. I've been told we'll, let's not talk about um, pegs and ice pegs. And I think we should. Fife, uh, fife, and their their silliness of I think we off. should talk about
1: it. Half the pegs in the league suck. Half of them are all right. Everyone should upgrade. Conversation done. <laughs> but why aren't they upgrading? Because... right, Okay, right. There's so, no, from a... what I understand, some of the solutions require drilling into the concrete pad that the ice sits on. Yes. Some arenas will not allow that. Yeah, we don't need to do that. There is an intermediate option. There is. There's an intermediate option, but it costs more money than it does to actually drill the concrete. So the teams are having to pony up the money, and they don't want to. Whereas the overall solution, um, the, the easy one is about, I think, 200 quid to solve the issue um did i did i hear right that there was some argument and i i don't know I, I think i maybe
2: read this like Austin wants to replace the pegs no did it? i read i think i made uh, maybe People i, keep I maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe i didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
2: what it is 100 <laughs> percent. lee can't afford to be issue them. for one team
0: <laughs> i had heard what i'd read or uh, maybe i didn't read it but um something about uh one of the reasons why fife can't change it over or whatever it is is due to health and safety because it's used oh they have to treat s- no 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 no, public no, no. Skating rink? the rink is used it's as public supposedly skating. something to do with that yep. and if they if they drill down there could be big gaps in the ice and therefore people could trip or something
2: it's, not so, that, right? big, it's that?
1: not so much the big gaps it's the um the hole that's left vacant is much larger And um, i mean to me why are they not then supplied or why don't you just make end caps or flood the hole and freeze it. Well, that's what they, they do in the O. They flood the hole. That's what they the... do in Donald. Yeah. Look at so that Donald's
2: the proper pegs as well, is it? think so, yeah. Uh, yeah I
1: never... Well, bear in mind, it's been used for competitions before. Yeah. So And it is constantly used for competitions. Yeah, so, true. Anyway, anyway, it's not an excuse. It should no. all be done. Conversation over.
0: We'll move on to uh, rest later on in the episode when we're talking about the penalty box. But uh, we'll move on. John, you have two.
1: Yeah, a couple of a couple of stories. One quick one, uh, one local one for the Belfast Giants. Uh, this was the fact that the team moved to secure a new D-man in the shape of 25-year-old Ryan Lowney, uh, who's joined for the remainder of the 20th anniversary season. Um, now, the story seems to suggest that with injuries taking their toll already... Um, Someone the, must be playing him or something, maybe. Well, potentially. There is, has been rumours of some sickness travelling through the, the bench in the last week or couple of weeks. Um, So it could be just a reaction to that. Um, So they've obviously moved uh, to bring this guy, this American uh, defenseman, Ryan Lowney, in. Um,
2: Do you know what guy? He he looks solid. Uh, He seems a couple of good uh, reports from all around. We've seen a lot of tweets um, about him from uh, ex-coaches in the league and stuff. So um, it seems to be that people rate him pretty high. Uh, Obviously the proof will be when we get to see him. He looks good, stats wise, um, and he's as I said, he coming with a lot of recommendations. So yeah, I
0: think um one of the I think one of the articles I read I think it was maybe BBC earlier in the week. They had said that uh, um they had I think it was yeah it was BBC I think um and they were saying that he originally was approached I think at the start of the season before pre, pr- prior to the season starting. Um, I think he was approached by Kiefer and to see about coming in, and I think it just didn't work out that they I think the contract he's offered in Slovakia.
2: I think you're right. Yeah, that's um, where
0: he's been. Yeah, Slovakia. Um that the contract he was offered there was just I think more lucrative I think too, than good, Khar, to try, too yeah. good to be too good to turn up, I suppose, in, in that league. Um I think that's what happened and obviously this I don't know what the story is, maybe it's just homesickness or it's just he's finding difficult with the language barrier, or I don't know what the issue would be, but he's obviously came in um to the Giants at this time of the year. Um, um so yeah, it'll be good to see him. It'll be good to see you. The only question I, I kind of was wondering and I kind of had in my head whenever he was signed on was quite surprising was this does this not leave us with Two?
2: Two yeah, yeah. imports? Two spare imports. So how's that going to work? How How's that going to work? How are we going to work that one in, do you think? So there must be, um, as John said, there must be somebody injured. And I think we'll start to see maybe Murph taking a few more games, um, allowing us to play one of those additionals. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, if there is someone injured or has, there's a bite of sickness, um, they are obviously because of the high, high critical defenses, there must be somebody in the day that's...
1: Um, but that that's six. the other thing as well, is that we could potentially be running almost a fully import D now. Mm, uh, yeah. Gary, who's currently playing D, could step up and go into the forwards. Um, and we could be looking at playing a, an almost entirely, based on the, the stats <laughs> and looking at people, we could be looking at a, a, an enormous import uh, defensive core. Could be insane.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but um, it'll be good. He starts, I think he starts for the Giants this weekend against uh, Nottingham, I think. Double yeah, Heller. he's here. He's here so, um, already,
1: and he's trained with the team, so uh, looking forward to Jordan, seeing how he
0: gets on. Yeah, joining the lineup this weekend. The only other comment, before we move on to your next story, um, John, sorry, I just wanted to make one more an, um comment, just, I want, just because we were talking about the Giants there and about obviously the changes in personnel and changes in playing staff. But technically, this player wasn't actually signed for this season, but um, he made an official announcement this week to say that he was retiring from hockey, and that was Matt Tu. Um, a brilliant player, uh, I think, probably a very underrated um, Brit, Brit. I think he was a very underrated player. I, I really enjoyed watching him play. He was very but solid. Great, solid player that came in and, and helped the team when needed. And um, now, obviously, he's going to be, he's gonna, well, he's here in Northern Ireland because he's got his uh, chain of coffee shops now. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because obviously he announced this week that he was retiring from hockey. Do
1: you want to know my uh, claim to fame on that then? Uh, I received the last shirt he ever handed to a fan on a shirt off the back oh, in nice. that case. Was that really? His warm-up jersey from uh, his last uh, playing season, Uh, the last game of that season, they gave away the the black uh, warm-up jerseys, which is normally, if I'm wearing a a Giants jersey in the the games, that's what you'll see me wearing. Um, So, yep, the last jersey he ever handed over to a fan as a playing Belfast Giant. I have it. Yeah.
2: It's either that jersey or your...
1: Shut up! (laughs) 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 <laughs> can't wear that one we keep bringing this up I'm not allowed to wear
2: it it's in the no, wall. it's ta- never coming out again I was talking about your um, your Kelly jersey <laughs> class jersey one of the best <laughs> nah <laughs>
1: Really, really not one of the best netminders the Chinese have ever had we're pretty sure at this point that he's producing them because they keep turning up yeah people.
0: there couldn't have been that many produced no, that's, that's really honest. this
1: guy's finding uncrested ones and he's got like a job lot of fight straps <laughs> he's, he's just doing them all together he's doing it all himself
0: or if you just thought that maybe they're like Chinese knockoffs it's just someone in China trying to find a really no, no, Irish no, I, I someone have in China Chinese... just finding a really Irish name like Kelly sounds quite Irish so stick it on it no no I
1: have a Chinese knockoff jersey from a certain team and we all know that they're not hot on spelling <laughs> We had, a, In fact, we had a conversation in McCool's with a couple of visitors from Canada who almost ended up doubled over in stitches when they finally saw the state of my Nashville jersey. Because
2: of bad stitching. Yep. Um, that, that, wasn't was, bad that was the stitching. joke.
1: You, I didn't need to explain that. It, was, but wasn't, okay. it wasn't
2: bad stitching. That was 100% planned. They just sent them out there to see if people are going to notice it. Like, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. We did. Actually, well, fair, no, I, I did. My wife
1: did.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, uh, John, your last story then?
1: Yeah, I have one more. Um, I do have to thank uh, Banners on the Walls for this one because when we asked for any stories that wanted uh brought up through this podcast earlier in the week, um, this one was brought up. Um, and this is news from the NIHL. This one is absolutely fantastic. I did a little bit of research on this one because the team don't put a whole lot of info out on their social media. So this was the Bradford Bulldogs. Uh, Their NIHL team found themselves in a little bit of dire straits with uh, injuries and unavailability of players. So they started looking at their under-18s. Obviously, with their uh, playing-up rules, uh, they can look to their under-18s to come and play up. But what was most interesting was who came up and went out as an outskater for them. This was under-18s goalie, Harrison Walker, laced up as an outskater. Not only did he have... A reasonably successful couple of games. He scored 12 goals over two games. What? Seven goals on one night, five goals on another night. Um, absolutely insane. Uh, both games were against the same opposition. The Blackburn Hawks 2, um, which is mental. It was in uh, Laidler North 2. Um, yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean... If that kid doesn't get signed as a goalie, we know fine rightly he's got some goal-scoring talent. Like, he completely outperformed the rest of the senior team. That's crazy. Now, admittedly, when... I mean, you've got the Bulldogs who won one of those games 20 nil. There's obviously something wrong in Blackburn, and you see that a lot more in NIHL, especially, like, NIHL 2. You can kind of see those results happen a little bit more often. Um, But even still, for somebody to be jumping out and winning are scoring seven goals or five goals and teams winning 20 nil the other result was 12-3 um so yeah i mean even still round of applause yeah definitely 100 percent. well done um that's something that's gonna stick in his stats now um tell me this do they have to make up another elite prospects page for him
0: because he's done as a goalie as a f- and then they have to move him as, forward, as I don't, forward i don't know
1: if he was playing forward or defense but would they have to have one page as a goalie and one page as an outskater or does he just That's get those question. goals credited? I don't know. As a goalie. As a goalie. <laughs> as a goalie? <laughs> <laughs> they probably have it. Well,
2: yeah. It'd
0: be weird. That wouldn't make sense. No, he wouldn't be. He couldn't be. No, they the probably have one. it as
2: a trade and then a new setup or something. Yeah, they
0: must know. have something in there.
1: Weird. Hilarious. Anyway, either <laughs> way. We should, look
0: up, we should look it up to see if they ha- is he if he has one at all. Um, okay. Um, let's move on then to our penalty box segment. Our penalty box segment is um, at the end of each of our periods and takes into account the uh suspensions hits and any notable uh worthy players that um have to be re- have been reviewed and we talk about them here um we've already kind of briefly mentioned this and there's been some Interesting, shall we say, um, decisions made by the Department of Player Safety as well as uh, refing on the night uh, in certain games. I'm going to start off with the first one because I'm going to let um, John um, introduce one of the other ones, but I'll start off with uh, the Jeff Hutchins ban, guys, if that's okay. Um, and this is obviously um, the the story of um, Jeff Hutchins after the end of the Nottingham and Fife game on the twenty 20- sixth of. October, um the Department of Player Safety suspended and fined uh fife's f- assistant coach Jeff Hutchins for 7 games in relation to an off-ice incident at the end of the game. Now the off-ice incident in question is actually uh was already with a water bottle an that was an hole. empty water bottle that was kicked in frustration that accidentally went over the plexi and hit a fan. Oh, was
1: in, this was off-ice after the game. And as far as I know, sort of down halfway down the tunnel, or you know that end piece where the yep. away fan or the away players go off yep. in Nottingham, so it must be around there. And whatever he's done, he's absolutely sliced the ball, and it's gone up into the stands. Baked and- it for a field goal.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <pretty much. laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so that's that's what's happened here. This one to me, this there's no. Uh, There's no video for a start. there's not. So we've got a DOPS decision, which has no video, no indication of what rules have been broken, uh, which then flies in the face of the decision that we saw and we've mentioned already with Matthew Davies of the Sheffield Steelers, who we're going to talk about in a minute, um, who threw goal pegs into the crowd uh, after a game in Nottingham, I believe, as well. Mm -hmm. Was it? Mm-hmm. so this is all happening in Nottingham. Sounds like Nottingham has a problem yeah, It does, this? yeah. <laughs> um, but that had a video. And we got an explanation of why this was a, a problem. And we got an explanation of the, the rules on that. Jeff Hutchins, on the other hand, gets a, one paragraph and one line. And that's it. And a, gets a seven-game ban when yep. Matthew Davies, who went out purposely to put goal pegs into the crowd, got three games yep. from the top of my head. So it's more than double for a complete accident, I would imagine. I can't imagine Jeff has gone out there with the idea to absolutely hook a bottle into the crowd to injure someone. There's no intent, as far as I can tell, and I don't want to read too much into it. But three games for tossing a goal peg into the crowd, goal peg or two into the crowd, as opposed to kicking an empty bottle into the crowd, I don't see the parity in that. I don't see where the seven games has come from. I understand that he has... More of a responsibility as far as the professionalism of the league is concerned, yep. because he is a coach. But you've got to hold them up to the same standards. It's league standards. It's not one rule for them and one rule for the players. I don't. I think seven games is mental. Agreed. Um, and I also think I don't know what sort of price we're looking at for the fine here either. That's another thing that we don't know what that is. We're not told what the fine is. No. Um, and it's again down to this thing about being too vague from the league. Um, yeah, we've seen a massive improvement in dops and how the information
2: is being portrayed, and then they do that.
1: Yep. And again, unfortunately, this vagueness is coming back again, and it's it's throwing its head up in relation to Fife again, because the one that everyone talks about, where a vague um, rule was or ruling was put down on Fife, and they took full advantage of it, was put Plexi up behind the players' benches. Fife, to their credit, put up Plexi. It was the exact height of the fence that's at the back of the benches, But it's a complete joke because that's not what the league meant by that. No, yep. But that's what Fife did. They filled the hole between all the little gaps in the railing, but they didn't actually put Plexi up to stop the fans and the players interacting. This, again, is the same thing. We're getting that vagueness, and we don't know exactly kind of what's gone on. And, again, I don't doubt that Jeff probably should have had some kind of slap on the wrist. I don't doubt there probably should have been some kind of fine. But seven games is seven
0: definitely seems an excessive amount um for 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 what happened for me he would have to
1: get seven games if there was a fan stood there at sort of head height and jeff took a run up kicked that bottle play in fact placed the bottle in front of the fan walked back and took like a rugby step (laughs) up like a johnny wilkinson like run up targeted the guy and Bang, nailed them. If he did me, that, that's the, seven
2: games. And if he did that, he's in the wrong career. Because have you ever tried to kick him out? No, if he's getting that, <laughs> no, he's getting a game for Scotland. Um, no, I hundred percent agree. It was far, far too excessive. I could almost understand it if they were to quantify it, come out, say what happened, why it happened, why they're giving so many, break it down. Is it like he's getting? You know, you know what? Two for because he's a coach and should know better, and then a couple for something else, and a couple for something else. Um, you know, if it's the case where. The person who got hit has decided to take Nottingham to court or something to aft, and this is their way of placating the the legal action. But, but that's not
1: mentioned. <laughs> that breakdown, the one that we're about to talk about, we got exactly that.
0: Why don't we move on to that one then, John? Do you want to introduce yeah. that one?
1: Yeah. Um, so this was obviously this is the one that's got everyone talking uh, this week, and this was um, the bands for Sheffield's uh, Math- Michael Davies and uh, Manchester's Matthew Gagnon. Um, There's a whole mess of issues that went on here. There was a coming together in the crease where uh, Davies ends up inside uh, the net. Uh, Gagnon ends up on top of him, giving him a couple of digs while he's uh, face down on the ice. That's not right either. Um, Then Davies um, gets up, wipes the blood from his own face on Gagnon's glove and drops it in front of um, the storm bench. And skates off, so that's been seen to sort of bring the league into disrepute. And then Gagnon, in uh, in addition to what else was going on with him, he throws his helmet in a manner in which Dops have decided need supplementary discipline as well. So he's thrown it towards the player benches. All that rolled in together means that you've got uh, a whole clatter of different suspensions. I think you've got uh, I'm trying to remind me here who's read it in the last Starts couple. of Starts with a
2: slew foot, and yes. then builds up from there.
1: Builds up from there, so you've got, I think, Gangnon is on five games, but you get this breakdown as well about what they're all for. Yeah. Um, so the helmet throw was three games. Um, he gets the one-man fight, so the non-willing uh, combatant. combatant. Yeah. He gets two games for that, for the digs in uh, the nets. Davies, um, he gets... Well, his first one is he's a repeat offender, so he gets two games for a repeat offender. He gets um, three games... ...for the bloody glove. Oh, he get two games for the slew foot. And one, one game, game. for sweet. the slew foot. Um, So, mental maths, not my thing. Three, five, six. Six games. Six games,
0: games yep. Yeah, yeah. um,
1: so that's what you end up with. I'm also led to believe from a couple other places... ...that there's a financial fine as well. Um, So, in fact, it's in the DOPS thing... ...that Michael Davies is fined and suspended... Um, he's also additionally been fined to the value of replacement
0: gloves, of the gloves for Gagnon. Yeah, he's
2: buying new gloves. I know. I think that it's, it's... I think 100% that's the best way to be. All that information there is so clear and concise. Yeah,
1: the information's there. Now, do we think all of these are correct? So if you've seen the video, I think the bloody
2: glove is not enough.
1: In my opinion, I think
0: it's the most disgusting thing. I think I've that's seen rank. I think
1: that's pretty. That is pretty rank. <laughs> that
0: is that for me. That was just not. No, that was not on. That was not needed.
1: But the slew Take the slough foot for example. This is something that's come up a couple of times already yep, this the season.
0: season. Yeah, it's and fifth we, one this we season. We have
1: seen pretty standard. The one game ban yep. seems to be the thing to go for. One or two. I don't even think we've we seen a two game ban so far. I don't well, think we have. I think it's did, all been no, one.
0: um did Forsberg? No, he got one.
1: He got did one. Go on? Yep. So we're seeing one. But consistently, we hear from in different sources and different material when you talk about slow it's seen as being pretty much the most dangerous thing yeah. you can do to an opponent, and we're seeing it as one game. Yeah. Um, probably the only other thing that's more dangerous is um, sneaking up and sucker punching someone, yeah, which yep. is one game, which apparently is two, uh, one or two games depending <laughs> on where you're where you're sitting. But we're going to talk about that we're talk about yeah. in <laughs> a, <laughs> a <laughs> second. Um, Look at me watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think you're listening to other podcasts, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, the the slewfoot one to me still isn't sitting right. It hasn't sat right with me since the start of the season, with the first decision that came out as a one game ban. My other issue is that if you've got a guy as a repeat offender, yes he's got slap with a couple of extra games. With the slewfoot in isolation, would he have got the extra two games as a repeat offender?
0: I Do you think
1: we'd be looking at a three game ban for Sloufo?
0: I would imagine he would have.
2: I think in an instance, if that had have been on its own without a review, he wouldn't even have been done for the slewfoot.
1: No, it's, it's, I think the league has put the mark down that they no. will take so, any of these.
2: Cause look so at- the slew foot itself, if you look back, it wasn't called on the night. And the reason it wasn't called on the night is because it's only been picked up on the review because nothing happened. It didn't interfere with it. interfered with the play, but it didn't cause anyone to fall over or anything. Um, he doesn't take him down to the ice. It's a slew foot, 100% slew foot. But you, I don't think even the refs picked up on the slew on the night. It's only whenever they came back and reviewed you see the ref the hands are hands are down you can see it in the video the hands are at the side during the slew foot um, and they only go back and give the slew foot as a dops review um, and it is 100% a slew foot but I think if it hadn't have been for everything else I don't even think he would have got a ban
1: but on the other side then ha- you could argue that that it's been part of the review but then have um, Manchester Requested gone back it, yeah, knowing yeah. that Gangnon's going to take a couple of games have they cited
2: That's Davies? What I mean, if it well hadn't been- no
0: because they probably wouldn't have cited Davies because let's be honest if um, based on what, based on his actions already and um, what he'd done uh, apart from the sleuth foot. That's what was being reviewed anyway. It was going to be reviewed anyway.
1: Was it though? Because the, the sleuth foot was never
2: called? Yeah, no, but as part of the overall review they picked it up. As part of but, overall
1: but, they're going to pick it up in the video but yes. I don't know if they can... Uh, I know that Dops have... Produced more, um, sort of what they will review and how they'll review it and but all the rest of it. They were like, gonna, re- but
0: they were gonna review the glove incident anyway. They're gonna rub that, that bloody glove incident with him rubbing the glove in his face anyway. So that was gonna be under review anyway. So there's no, there's no way there were, there were only there is they were gonna have to review that. Any, that was no matter what they were, were gonna happened. review that, but the Manchester, biggest thing when you, is Man, Manchester when they put one in just because of the slew foot. They were gonna be, they were saying, that's, what true, saying but is, that's
1: down to how far back they rolled the tape. So And that's going to come up in the next one that we talk about, about how far you roll back the tape to start reviewing. Okay. Because what you could uh, like, the argument could be that any number of calls could be missed in a game. Why don't yeah. DOPS review the entire 60 no. minutes of a game?
2: No, so the okay. reason this one here obviously, they, whenever they do it, is they go from the they have to find what was the initial altercation. They always do that, and they always talk about that in all their videos. They always roll back to the reason why it started. and um, They do that with all the reviews, um, unless it's a isolated incident like where you know someone drops the gloves and sucker punches somebody if it's a um roll up like they'll go back to the if there was a hit you know prior to the play they always roll back and tell you that and they always t- talk you about how that one was clean and then they roll on to the next incident which is usually where the penalty is and i think what's happened is they've rolled back to see where the incident started and they went geez look there's a sleuth which is what started the whole thing rolling. potentially um and it's the the you know the the sequence of events that led to the bigger penalties, and they have rolled back and went right. Why did this start? Why did this slew foot?
1: And I'll I'll take that as uh, as rip because in DOPs um, ruling the day, they do talk about the the slew foot, and they say this is what is deemed to start the entire situation. And they so do that. Yes, I understand relieved. that, but it's just more about what's been cited, what's not, and where have DOPs gone from on that? I don't know if the two players came together earlier in the game. Mm. Would that be the what starts well, you know, the situation between the two players, or are they talking about that incident? No, that, ends, it's, always yeah. that, it's, that ends, it's always that incident. It's always that incident. Nice so that's the I way mean, Yeah, been. I, I I get it, and I'm just I suppose I'm just arguing the other side as well. Yeah,
0: but, the, but yeah, let's you 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 kind of briefly touched upon that other that the the last one we're going to talk about, and obviously this is the I'm guessing this is the suspension um for the Sheffield Steelers number 88 Mark Olivier Valorant.
1: Yeah, Mark Mark Olivier Valerand. Um, he then picked up. Uh, Another well, one game ban uh, himself for um, roughing, which is an incident which has been deemed roughing under category one or uh, or careless uh, under DOPs. This one is quite interesting because there's been shouts about was this a, a sucker punch? Um, was it a one-handed cross check uh, to the back of the head? Um, if essentially what they've said is that it's roughing because he doesn't have two hands on his stick, he goes to grab the the butt end of the stick and doesn't get it. So it's deemed to be roughing uh, on that side. The most interesting thing about this was that DOPS put out their ruling. And within, uh well, not too long after the ruling came out, we had the player himself on Twitter. So the player himself, and this, is, um, I'll read his tweet out, um, retaliation for a body check in reference to um, the DOPS ruling, who said this was retaliation for a check. He says, we get checked. We're hockey players. It's our job. He then says, and I assume directly to Dops, want to protect players? Stop them from using their sticks as wood choppers. But hey, these are my own personal thoughts. Obviously covering that this is him saying it and not the team and all the rest of it. So this comes back to the issue that I was talking about. How far back do Dops go? So well, they're clearly only looking, and from yes. the video that they've put on, they're only looking to where the two guys come up against each other, on the boards, yeah, which exactly. seems to set off the whole thing. Not back to what, obviously, Valorant thinks was
2: the start of it, which, which was the with the some stick. kind
1: of slash with the stick.
2: So, yeah. but that's, I, can see, uh, I can see both angles. So, so the, the way it has always historically worked, and this is the same in the NHL, is that um, anything that's considered a major penalty is automatically reviewed by player safety. That's a standard. So, they look at the, the, the incident and then roll back to find the what the cause, what the initial cause of that is, everything else is up to the team to request. And that's the same as in the NHL. If you think, if that player thinks there was an illegal, um, a warrantable ban, he's meant to go to his club and say, so-and-so came at me with a hatchet and tried to take my wrists away. Um, then he's meant to then take it to the, the league and say, here you go. Yeah. This I think this warrants. But the difference, the
1: difference is as well that those can be done live during a game in bigger leagues like the
2: NHL. No, you, no I mean, we proper, can't do that. No, but that's proper player safety ones like where that goes for review after the game. That's oh yeah, where the they league. have hearings and meetings no, yeah, and all the rest of no it. No matter you
0: know? what, if it was a if it was a slash if it was a slashing incident that he's trying to say is what happened earlier to start this whole thing off. That doesn't matter. Let's not let's not take let's not look lightly at actually the actual incident oh, yeah, itself and what happens. Oh, no, when no. you when you look at that in slow motion and you see him literally smashing that guy's head into the ice the if way he does wasn't for the, that's the that, that's not that's not even that's not even equal
2: like retaliation. If it was uh, if, if it wasn't for your man's plexi visor, yeah. his nose would be broke on the ice, like his face would be meeting that ice,
0: yeah, totally. Um, um and I don't think it's I don't think it's a reasonable uh response. The game's nowhere near enough for that. I don't opinion. think so. I think it should be more
2: back of the head. That could be him out. out for the count if the um, if his visor wasn't there or if his and, visor and this tracked. has
1: been this is what's caused the argument this week because of the <laughs> just unfortunate for Dops that it happens to be two rulings across two Steelers um, you've got the um, well, sorry, two Steelers incidents uh, you've got Gagnon who's been given whatever he was given for one was it one game or two games for non-willing combatant or one game I think for non-willing combatant um, where he's thrown a dig at someone um and then so has um this guy valorant uh, has also been given a single game for what is a, set, a premeditated attack at the back of someone's head who's in an indefensible position and he's tried to use the stick that's my biggest mm. problem here um yeah gang gangnon went in with admittedly went in with the glove he could have done with sort of losing the glove uh, if he was going to do that but like valorant's
2: gone in with the stick yeah that's, exactly. worse. that's way I worse I agree. To me. I think it should be higher. I, I think both of them should have been higher, in my opinion, but that's, uh, I, you know, my opinion on um, all the sort of older school dodgy hockey. Um, you know, it's gradually phasing out. And I know I'll get a lot of stick for this for people thinking that uh, I'm one of the ones that are supporting the hockey becoming softer, but... There's far too many people getting injured these days from stupid ways. And you're going
1: to get the same argument probably from me and Marty here. Why is it getting softer? It's because guys are getting away with plays like that because no one's stepping up to bring mm. these guys to. The no, you're
0: not going to get that from me because we all know my thoughts and opinions on this because you all know that I'm not a fan of fighting in hockey. I do think? I that think there's... it's. I think. I think a lot of the fighting that happens in hockey is needless and doesn't need to be there. And I've I've made it clear in the past. Um, but again, that's a that's another conversation for another day, I guess okay um let's finish up our period one um i don't think we have anything else so let's get uh, okay. finish up well, let's round up our period one of hockey and get moved on to our period two
2: hello and uh welcome to period two this is where we'll talk about hockey from everywhere else in the world um I will go with the one that's on John's iPad to start with, because um it's in front of me. So <laughs> I think this is John's piece to talk about an absolutely special jersey.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> keep it to yourself, but um, Yeah, so everyone knows that we love a jersey, and I especially love this jersey, even if you guys don't. Um The Winter Classic jerseys have been released. Um The Predators will face the stars, and uh, the Predators. I absolutely love their jersey. Um, It is a callback to the Dixie Flyer days. Um, I think it's an absolute classic. I can't wait to get Chinese knockoff. I mean, a proper version of it. Um, As soon as I have a spare Uh, hundred and whatever else dollars.
2: Pretty adores in front of that jersey is going to look amazing. Pretty adores. Can't wait. Can't (laughs) wait.
1: It's going to be so good. I do have to say the main reason I love it is the new alternate logo that they've brought up for it.
2: Um, I absolutely love I this. I uh, 100% agree with you with the alternate logo. I do really like it. Personally, I think that would have made an awesome jersey if that was uh, in navy on the, instead of the writing and then had the writing on the arms. I think it would have been a fantastic looking jersey with that. I'm not overly fond of the custard colour.
1: The reason that it's not navy is because the Preds are the visiting team for the Winter Classic. Hence the reason that it's in white. Um, um, I yeah. will admit when... We got the call that the Preds were going into the Winter Classic. I have to admit, there was one Preds jersey in my head I thought they were going to go for. And it's the silver jersey I thought they were going to call back. That was season one. Mm. uh, Nashville Predators jersey had the shiny silver on it. And that was the away jersey as well. I hoped we were going for that. But I have to admit, I do love this. My other reason, my other singular reason for absolutely loving this jersey is not because of the jersey itself, it's because of who was there to watch it be unveiled. Young Ethan oh, McLean yes, yes, yes. was in Nashville the night before for the game. He was there for two games, in fact. Um, but before the second game, he was down in downtown Nashville for the reveal of the Winter Classic jersey. Um, so
2: I abs- I hope he had an absolutely fantastic time in Smashville. There's no, nobody going to talk about the elephant in the room here and the fact that they're still trying to call it a Winter Classic. I know. <laughs> I'm nearly. I'm ninety percent certain that uh, neither of those two states have a winter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, they they have winter. They have seasons. They just don't have snow. I don't know what it is about it. It's
0: like <sighs> I don't. I am the same. It's just not. <clears throat> There's just something about it that just doesn't hit. Like I'm, and I'm not doing it because because you're an Nashville fan, I'm not, and I'm genuinely not doing it because of that. I'm not I love doing some it of the Nashville jerseys. I, I I'd agree with you. I really like your. I really like your yellow one. In inverted commas. Gold oh, yeah, jersey. Yeah, the other a one. Jersey. I Custer like it. I think Custer's it's really nice. I think it's a really nice yeah. jersey. I think it's done really well. and I actually really like... Do you know, the, uh, was it the third jersey they had one time? It was just a pure navy jersey with the white
1: striped one. Was that the one? You do mean you know, have a copy of it? You mean my Nashville Predator's jersey?
0: Maybe that one, actually. With
1: the, the white Predator <clears throat> and the red actually, eyes. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I really like... I do genuinely like that jersey. I think it's a lovely jersey. There's just something about this that... <clears throat> I understand that they're trying to go for this throwback to... Dixie
2: Fly- Dix- Flyers Dixie Flyers yep and I completely understand that but it just it it, takes away a bit from the Nashville of it it's yeah I'm there's definitely. something
0: about there's a- the font or the text or just something doesn't look
2: right about it like, to me Nashville is they're a bit comically over the top you know they have a uh, saber tooth tiger on their jersey and then I think that's amazing. And then they lose it with us.
0: Yeah, there's just something about it that didn't. And it's the same catching. reason
2: why I like the next one.
0: Yes, let's talk about the next one. The 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 uh, the other, the next one. That, yeah. So um,
1: obviously, alongside the Nashville jersey, a couple of days later, uh, their opponents, the Dallas Stars, unveiled their Winter Classic jersey, um, which is while not an entire throwback to the North Stars, does have elements that it, throwback to the North Stars. I will admit, guys. I know that you guys, this is your preferred jersey. I do like this jersey as well.
0: It is a beautiful jersey. It's just...
1: I like the logo. I like
0: the, the logo of the, is of the design into it. Yeah, there's l- the little stitching in the middle yeah. of the logo. I think it's just a little beautiful touch. I think it's just this ni- This There's just something... It looks... It genuinely... I think what for me, I can, what I can see what Nashville are trying to do with a throwback jersey, but it doesn't look throwback enough. Yeah. It looks too... Looks like a very, it looks like a very, very, very modern throwback. Where this one, the way they've done the the... The way they've done the arms The way they've done Everything about it The way they've done The extra stitching yeah, It looks like It actually looks like A proper vintage jersey It does it's But bear,
1: bear in mind The history across the two teams Dallas are a much older franchise This than, is probably
0: my favourite One of my favourite parts Of the jersey I was about to say I love the little Texas but you, you were, Map in, but, On the back of it With the D And I just think It's a
2: beautiful little so touch
1: So you're saying You like the D?
0: I like the the, the little, D he, likes little the D. he
2: likes a little bit of D. <laughs> uh, there we go with the D again. Um but you know what I like about it? Children. And this uh you may or may not know this, but this to me screams the Texas Stars, the AHL team. Yeah. Cuz that's actually how they do their logo. They have the 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 A as the star. Yeah. Um and it's obviously a bit bigger, quite a bit bigger. Um but I do think that it's it's simple. You know, of, they're not trying to do yeah. too much with it, but they've added in small designs like, the, as we said, the Stitching in the Star, the uh, Texas State. Um, I do like it. I like the green. Yeah, I think
0: the only thing missing from it is you kind of, who's, did, you two, one of you two mentioned it there, there, and I? There's that, that, maybe, like, little nod to the North Stars by just throwing maybe a little bit of yellow or gold. Just I would have liked.
2: Yeah, I've thought, and I thought, and I, and I, as much as I would have loved it because I would like to buy one. I would have loved a hundred percent throwback to the North Stars, a bright green and uh, yeah. yellow. And yellow. <laughs> Can I point out another
1: thing that I do think that Dallas have probably won over the the Preds with the design of the overall look of the guys, the uniform when they go out. And the gloves. On is them. the gloves are coloured to look like a proper yeah. leather glove yes. throwback, and also the shorts look sort of old school. With yeah, the, they're not like cool. bright white. There's, all the logos in the jersey are bright white, but the shorts are like a muted grey white, uh, like an off-white, which looks brilliant as well. They they look like classic shorts, um, yeah. so I do think design element wise, I think the Predators jersey is obviously going to be my favourite because I'm a Preds fan. Yeah, but I think the overall look, I think Dallas probably won out on design.
0: Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, okay. Um, the let's move on to <laughs> our actually isn't it his period
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yes, it is and let's move on to whatever Marty wants to move on to what
1: an overbearing host you are Dave that'll not happen when I'm in charge when he's away in the States
2: I have no idea what will happen when you're in charge <laughs> no
1: one does
0: the good thing about it is that what I added, so I can edit it to seem like I didn't actually do that Maybe. so that's cool great
1: it's all right, We're just going to mention it about fourteen other <laughs> times through the rest of the podcast. I actually then?
0: was going to actually was going to actually mention before we moved on to our next point because well, Dave, before we move yeah, on to the next yeah. point, if that's okay, we we'll move on to the next story. Just because you'd already mentioned it, John. Um, obviously the story that we didn't throw into our running order that I just want to mention because you already mentioned obviously young young Ethan being in uh Nashville, um, uh, but he also um got he also traveled up. Him and his family traveled up for the 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 specialist part. The specialist part the most special part of the overall trip, which was obviously up to Pittsburgh. Um, and he got to meet his pretty much uh, hero that started it all, I think, for him um, in the form of Sydney Crosby. Now, we i know our thoughts on Sidney Crosby, but he met Sidney Crosby and got to go into that change room. my opinion has went up a bit after that. Yeah, though. the video was a really nice little video with Ethan um, and his family in the in the locker room and stuff and and getting to meet him. And it was just a really nice thing.
1: I think the biggest thing watching the video is we all know Ethan. We've all chatted to him um, at the games and we've uh, maybe all tried to get away when he's still chatting to us. Um and it's the fact that he's completely speechless yeah uh, which is amazing so let's say we're we're maybe not the biggest fans of uh sid and the pens but 100 percent we say a huge thank you to the pens and to sid for giving him that uh, what a memory that's going to be for him let alone all the rest of the memories he's making on this trip in nashville back to atlanta who absolutely love him up at the gladiators, gladiators hey. um and getting time with uh, with Sid there. And I think Washington as well is still on the agenda for them oh, uh, as well. So he's got a little bit more hockey. I know that he's going to uh, um, Disney World as well, uh, or Disneyland Land. World, Land. Which, which is the real one. Disney. Not the European knockoff.
0: Disneyland. Disney. So There's Disneyland. Do you know what? There's Disneyland to... and Disney World in yeah, America. One's region. one's up in yeah. Anaheim, and the other one's down in Florida. I don't know which one's which. Can't
1: remember. I know that he's going to Galaxy's Edge at whichever one he's going LA to. LA one then. I think. So, no it's in, so. I in it's Florida. It's in Florida as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think he will have an absolutely cracking time can't wait to hear all about it Ethan as well
0: Dave you can take back over your period
2: <laughs> no, no 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 it's okay it's, no, it's okay it's you oh, you go. go, go, go. Um, <laughs> it's like he
1: thinks he runs the podcast or something <laughs>
0: He's handed it back to me That's yeah. fine And back over to me. Thanks Dave <laughs> um, Yeah I
2: have the last like two a bits a daytime Like news couple Or something <laughs> We're, As I've described this podcast To anybody that listens it's like loose women But about hockey <laughs> <laughs> Well it is It's a magazine show It's a magazine show <laughs> We're the loose women of are the, the loose women of hockey That's
1: us <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing all of our descriptions on the website to The Loose Woman of Hockey. Okay. And you think I'm joking. Um, I think uh, no, that's
2: the only... People ask me to describe it. That's the only way I can think of doing it. We're, Do you know
1: the whole thing about, like, if I was to put on, like, testimonials or something, like, it's stuff that other people say about us. I can't put on there that says... Dave says we're the Loose Women of, po- of Hockey podcasts.
2: The only other one would be like, have I got news for you? But then uh, we don't have guest hosts that... Rep- do you know what? If people. someone
1: else, if someone out there, a listener could tweet us saying, wow, <laughs> Dore 14 Hockey are the Loose Women of Hockey Podcast. I will put that down on the front page of the website as a testimonial.
2: Someone do it for me, please. Can we tweet Loose Women as well and see what they say? See if we can get invited in for a day. Please, no. Can you imagine the secrets that Colleen Rooney would find? Out about
0: us <laughs> this is all really foreign to me i don't actually really know what loose woman is but i'm just gonna like yeah, yeah nod <laughs> and agree i'm just nodding <laughs> and agree yeah okay uh thanks dave um <laughs> hey, dave. Uh, <laughs> the last two parts um for this in, period you? yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to do um i'm just realizing the time that we're already on i'm like woo. um the last two parts i just wanted to bring up uh the first one was just a quick one uh this is the if anybody hasn't seen it yet, we're gonna put it up because it's just hilarious. This is the OT winner um in I think it was last night's game actually. I think it was, yeah, it yeah, was. It was last night's game <laughs> between uh St. Louis and uh Vancouver. Um if no one if you haven't seen it, it we went into overtime and in the overtime it's three on three. Uh Vancouver Completely
1: Can't play three on three apparently lost like. their three on three. Uh their
0: two defensemen literally take each other out, leaving their forward kind of stuck in the middle and kind of getting stuck. In the meantime, the uh three uh St. Louis players uh Take the advantage, go uh, three on one, and three uh, on 0. 3 on zero. Sorry, yeah, three on goalie. Um, doing it, it's, you know, take some time just up in the in the offensive zone, passing that puck around, and just sinking the sinking the goal. It's it's, I mean, it's the fact it's, it's a bang bang boom net. It, it really is. It's literally all three of them get a chance to pass on it, and it's just a phenomenal little thing. It's dirty. I did. I, I just wanted to put it in there just because it falls in the NHL part, um, and I wanted to mention it, and I didn't want it to pass without mentioning because it just it was just one of those things that's just you don't see it very often. And when you do, it's just, yeah. it's unbelievable. Um, I think someone, I did read something about the last time it happened like that. Uh, I think Dave, I think Minnesota were involved. It was a three <laughs> on one on Minnesota. Or three on no one on Minnesota, but uh, Minnesota were able to save the goal, sounds uh, like which sounds is the like difference. Jimmy. Um the last part um the last story I wanted to put up uh, or I want to talk about before we moved on to period 3 was just this um this poll that was going around um uh, this week um I don't know if anybody has seen it but it's a poll that kind of started going around at the start of the week and it didn't cause controversy shall we say but because it was it was done in an interesting way in that all of the players were um asked it was a player it was confidential player uh, survey um and they were basically asked um they asked 50 players 50 top of the top players a number of different questions to see what their opinions were on different things and it was all confidential so there was nobody was being able to pinpoint anybody and see who said what um, some 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 people were kind of some of the things were kind of like you know it was an interesting one but i'll kind of give you an example of some of the questions that were put out so one of the questions was like for example which team was the worst visiting has the worst visiting locker room uh the washington capitals win that one with that 42 percent of the vote um a lot of the players were saying about how bad it was because it felt like prison showers and prison cells <laughs> so and it's like magic. really weird setup there where you have like one pole in the middle of like a of of the of the shower and it just spews out water and it's just like that's really weird, um so we're talking about that uh, some people were saying about Boston was also on that list um as well as Carolina New York and Florida, um also which was uh which team was the best locker room was also there um and they said that Edmonton Oilers was probably the best one it's like a penthouse there's so much space there's loads to it people were saying that I think what they're interesting one was um one of the interesting questions was this one around would you play for Seattle in year one oh and 60% of respondents said yes Ooh. so that's an interesting one um, in that I don't know if it's maybe just because the, obviously the, the, the success that Vegas had in their first year maybe that's kind of played a part in it no it's
1: not it's because they've all seen the price of the season tickets there and they know how <laughs> much they'll be on
0: <laughs> but it's an interesting one to think you know there's so many players have said actually I'd be interested and it'd be I'd be very interested to see who the 50 players were that they picked yeah, to would see be. who'd be very interested in that to see now the one that I wanted to touch upon because this has been doing the rounds obviously we know this um, and lots because this kind of came up recently around uh, drug use within the U- within the NHL, and again, this is hit. This is kind of turned into a story this week again because of obviously the suspension that happened recently, obviously with the Russian players um, with their suspensions, um, and this is obviously around the use of uh, recreational drugs in hockey. The question was asked: the NHL doesn't punish for recreational drugs. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? What I found very interesting about this response was. 24% of people said it was a good thing, 14% of people said it was a bad thing that they didn't test for it, but 62% of them chose not to reply, chose not to reply or were very <laughs> indifferent, or were indifferent about the response. Yes. This is because um, there's some talk around, obviously, the fact we know that recreational drugs like cocaine and marijuana aren't tested for within the NHL. And there, there was a. Well, was an pretty much the only thing
1: they are testing for is steroids. There's, so anything else, you're fine. There's
0: an interesting article. Then uh, that kind of came around that that, um, that there's a, a, a number a number of higher ups within the NHL are saying that they believe that there is a a real problem at the moment at this time with recreational drugs, particularly cocaine and they I believe that a there's either. a lot of people I don't think it's a new problem either but what interestingly what what uh, uh, when that question was asked in this one so the, the 50 players were asked given the league's approach to recreational drug use does the NHL have a cocaine problem uh, 10% said yes 58% said no and 32% said they're not sure or they didn't know which I thought was an interesting one just because given the fact I that I you were going to say
1: 10% said yes 90% chose not to answer um, <laughs> last two questions I want to touch upon
0: first one was uh, which road city do you dread the most uh, the winner there with 42% of that was Winnipeg only because of the cold weather and because it's always cold there. Is what people keep saying <laughs> with, with what they said um, lucky enough none of our teams um, joined that list uh, and the last question which I thought I know the answer um, I could answer probably it for the four of us um, and I know how our percentages will come out do you think the league have has a gritty fatigue
1: 100% yes
0: How many What do you think What do you think uh, Do you think Was the majority said yes Do you think the majority said no
1: Do you know what I'm probably going to say The majority probably said no Because it's bringing So much press to the league I agree
0: Yeah Uh 28% of those asked said yes, there's fatigue, and 72% yeah, said th- no. Those
2: are all Philly players. I love the fact that the 72... So the, 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 they could bother to answer that question, but they couldn't answer the, what about cocaine?
0: I know. The harsh. I, I just think it's brilliant. Um, no, and again, and I, 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 I know in this one. Oh, <laughs> the other one I thought was very interesting, but we um, won't talk about it too much. But the other thing, on one I found interesting was about social media, um, about social media um, accounts. And the question was, do you have a burner account? i.e. do you have an account that you come on and you can do things or you can say things or you can do whatever it is and other people won't know it's you 32 percent of the players said yes they have a burner account and the other 68 percent said are no. liars i agree <laughs> or use the burner account to answer the question <laughs> but i thought it was an interesting one just given the, the current um conversations that were happening i just wanted
2: yeah. to mention that and bring it up cool cool um i am i right in saying oh do we have a few penalty box bits Just the one um so who wants to talk about this one
1: I'll take it, because I threw it in there. Um, so this, again, is uh, an item which went viral uh, last week, actually. Uh, this was in our sort of first lay week. Um, and this was um, Scott Sabarin, um, the Senators player, went in to lay a check on a uh, Boston Bruins player and, unfortunately, KO'd himself. Oof. Um Pretty nasty looking hit. Um, Loads of videos did uh, the rounds of it. Um, Everyone quite worried. Didn't move for quite a while on the ice. The trainers were out. The medics were out. He was um, strapped up and uh, put on a a gurney. Thankfully, as he left the ice, the thumb did go up uh, and he was acknowledging um, everyone. But one of the best things that happened through this was every single player came off the bench to watch him make sure take it up. off to make sure that he was all right. It started off with um, his own team came over and then the, the Bruins came over as well and they all basically lined up between... And it pretty much happened against the boards at St. Rice uh, over by the timekeeper's bench. And they lined up all the way to the corner doors uh, and watched him go off, uh, tapping and sticks and everything. It was brilliant. He did later um, throw up a, a quick image on social media... Um. So massive, massive cut above his left Ow. eye. Um. Looks like he's done his lip in as well. And he actually, to be fair, he looks better than I thought he would. Now I'm sure a few days later he's probably looking pretty bruised up on the side of his face. When you see the hit slowed down, it is cheek to helmet, oh, yeah, and he just he is tough. he's on a different planet before he even hits the ice um so he's very very lucky um he's obviously been checked out for concussions and all the rest of it I, I, at the moment i don't think there is a plan for his return to the ice quite yet uh, but he did in his message he did say thanks for all the well wishes i uh, hope to be back on the ice in the near future so yeah it went viral but it's uh it's great to see that he's
2: actually uh doing okay uh, at this point here's hoping he gets uh, he gets recovered so that to be a A big one that might linger in his career for some time. You know, concussions are always a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Okay, I think that's our last point for the period two. And we'll move on to period three.
1: Period three, then, is our general knocking news. news. This is where we get to talk about anything and everything else in the world of hockey, which has cropped up over the last couple of weeks. Um... Marty, I'm going to start with yours because this is the rumor which comes around every year yeah, and it's back again. Yeah. But interestingly, so enough, what, the, to Belfast. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> the rumor has come back because of who's actually said it this time.
0: Yeah. Um. So this is a story that uh, made its way into the uh, Mail Online this week. Um. The, the meal. The meal. That uh, high class piece yep. of literature. Um. <laughs> But this is the story that goes around, as fire. you mentioned, every year goes around, but this is the story that the uh, KHL um, are looking to expand and move into a English franchise It's um, part of their next stage of worldwide expansion program. Um, supposedly, this previous week, uh, talks have actually begun with potential owners for these English franchises. Um, we obviously know that... um
1: I thought that happened six years ago.
0: Well, we know who was talking about it six years ago. We know... Um, you know, we know which, which, uh, which owners were already Neil Black, um, <clears throat> we already in talks.
1: So does that mean that this, uh, other person is probably Freddie?
0: Um, so it's, it's interesting in that they, this, I don't know how much more to believe on this. Don't know how much more to go into because as you said, we hear this every year, it comes up, it goes around. And this quest, the same question was asked, um, you know, the same question was asked, I think at the end of the season, um, during the season, fa- the fan, the fan forum, um, at the end of the Season um, previous, and they asked Todd Kalman while he was Todd Calman was representing the league at the time, and they asked him the question. A fan asked him the question: uh, Do um. Do you think, or what about this KHL team? This expansion is it going to happen or whatever Or not? And at the time, I think what they'd said was that no, it's not likely that you know there's too much about it. It's not going. To, it It wouldn't be um a viable option. But this seems to have again gained ground. That now this is saying here in this in this piece, it said that um two interested parties are now currently in con- con- uh, discussions with a consortium uh to develop the indoor arena complex based in Reading or potentially looking at locations within London, premier, uh, discussing the Wembley Arena as one of those areas. Um, again, I don't know how much stock you put into this, guys. Um, what do you think?
1: I put as much stock in this as I do about the news that broke in the NFL this week, that the LA Chargers are potentially looking at moving to London. Um Yes, it's interesting to see that these higher leagues or these leagues in massive worldwide sports are looking at the UK. The reality, I can't see it. We talked about this the last... I'm I'm pretty sure about this time last year. Like, you are not going to have a team in London playing a team in Beijing. Like, the logistics of it are insane. The logistics of the KHL are already insane. You add another... What are you going to have? Four or
2: five hour time difference from probably the most westerly team at the minute. To London. What they might do, and it's not unheard of, because they had the, the KHL was in the Czech Republic for a year. They might do it like that, like a single one off uh one year sort of extension to set up a team, um, as in a going concern that would say starting the KHL, the kickstart a fan base for that then to filter into the elite league, um, because you wouldn't see it going anywhere else. Um, and then that way it comes in with a, a sort of like fanfare. Of we're in the KHL, like how fantastic we are, and then the next season it's we're in the elite league, and then move, those fans move across. Um, that's what I could see. I couldn't see a long term deal because, um, as you said, the logistics long term are not uh, viable. They don't just don't work in this uh, in the KHL. And the KHL already has its own financial difficulties. Am I right in saying last season yeah. there was a lot of questions brought yeah. up about it? Um, I do think that there is scope for that, maybe one year. With almost like the consortium or the whoever has it with all the money sort of prepaid for his full year of travel and, you know, all the salaries and everything in there to get the team kicked off and then dropping down to somewhere like the Elite League. But see, this is my thing. The KHL,
1: if this has come from a, a KHL representative, like the piece suggests, um, and again, we're taking this with a pinch of salt considering it's the Daily Mail. Um, has to be more
2: reliable on some of the sources we
1: use. In the <laughs> um, well, at least they've got sort of more words than an elite. Yeah, there's there's pressure too. Um, my my biggest thing is why don't they go with the approach that uh, the NFL, the NHL, oh, and ladies. the MLB have done by doing Europe or well like games here European mm-hmm. series. So European series or uh, the NHL does the global series. Yep. Um, the NFL and the M- N- MLB, sorry, baseball. They've been doing the Wembley series, um, so they do that there. Well, the- why, why does it just not make sense to bring two established KHL teams on a rotating basis? And admittedly, yes, with the, the NFL, there's become other issues that the LA ownership are looking like more every year that they might want to move the franchise to London. Um, but... The bring chargers. the team. Bring the teams and test the market first. Yeah. How long are we now since there was real competitive hockey in London?
2: Oh, it's been ages. no, I know. And admittedly, the market's there because the people are there. I think the issue you have with London is the only way London works as a franchise is if you have two teams. I know that we have Guildford, which is outside London, but I think for London to work, it needs the derbies, the sort of big rivalries, um, and they need because London, based on the previous teams the london uh, franchises didn't travel very well um when they came out the other other uh, other areas um i think that the the only way it would work is if there was two but i couldn't see how that would would pan out in the long term um but yeah it, it'll be be interesting um, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, something comes out of it. But it's uh, again same thing here every year so.
1: This is my big, Like I've said it before. Like if there was KHL hockey, it's one of the few things that you would actually get me to London for. Yeah. So, the, and by the way, itself. the
2: Chargers are, are are not going to work. There's got a new new uh, new stadium in LA. So.
1: Yeah, you say that, but new stadiums mean nothing. I think
2: that if anybody, it's going to be St Louis, the Rams. So
1: we'll see. Right. Um, moving on, guys. Um, more jerseys. <gasps> Whoop, whoop. Um, this was this was actually probably my favourite jersey story uh, that came out uh, this week. And this was that the San Antonio Rampage uh, in the AHL are gearing up for their 25th anniversary. And this is a team that has links not just to their own past, but to actually the past of three really sort of different teams. Um, so much so that they are going to wear... Three different jerseys representing three completely different teams across one game. This is absolutely brilliant. Um, So they're going to wear a Rampage jersey. They're going to wear a San Antonio Iguanas jersey. And then they're going to wear a San Antonio Dragons jersey. Which is brilliant. Have you seen the designs of I've these jerseys? It. I've seen
0: it. I've seen it, and they were saying about that each of the three periods will have a different jersey. Obviously, the last jersey being the current rampage one. I think yep. it was with the uh, as of the final period. Yeah, like so it's they're... it's it's just it's genius. Like, but it's it's such a marketing ploy. That's it's such list. an easy way to get more money.
1: I lo- I love the idea, but can you imagine like? the shirt off the back ticket sales triple that's gonna shirt do. back tickets like that's know. insane
2: and, and the, i can't wait for the announcer to get confused and all and start calling them by the wrong name and everything
1: <laughs> oh do you think we'll do that so period one period be. one they're the iguanas period yeah. two they're the dragons <laughs> and period three like the visiting team's gonna be like i don't know what we're doing anymore <laughs> <laughs> you could totally just like if they're a massive team you could just like jersey up three entirely separate benches yeah I've, and I've, just change over in the locker room, put out a fresh lineup every single period. It'd be brilliant.
0: We've seen this before, only in movies, you know. Oh um, yeah. Um, actually, we're gonna talk about that movie in a few. We're gonna talk about it. Okay. Yep.
1: <sighs> you
0: ruined it. I'm not coming. Okay.
1: Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we'll throw those up. The jerseys are. Br- I actually quite like the the designs of all three jerseys. My favourite one is the dragons one because the dragon is actually even worse than the old Coventry um, <laughs> badge, which was in itself hilarious. Um. Right, one other story before we get to the one that Marty spoiled. Um, <laughs> we're heading over to Washington because if you follow any other sports, uh, specifically uh, baseball, you'll know that the Washington Nationals were uh, crowned the World Series champions um, last week or the weekend before, um, which is another one of these American things, world champions. You don't play anyone outside of North America. And you're is not it, world champions. Is it not you're Jap- North American champions. Is it not a Japanese team on it? What? An MLB? I don't think so. Uh,
2: in the World Series there's the MLB. It's the uh, Major League Baseball, is different to the Anyway,
1: player. if it's one other country, it doesn't count.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but still the Nationals um were crowned uh champions and they just went to where they know the party is at. <laughs> and that's to go with the Caps and go anywhere the Ovi is. <laughs> um and the best part of all is so after the game uh they they were at a Caps game after the game they ended up down in the Caps locker room they were sinking beers with um all the caps with Ov mostly, um, but the best thing was the the zambonis when they came out. The the cap zamboni has seats in the middle that they normally put um, kids on for like a little trip round while they're uh, relayering the ice between periods. A few of the nationals players brought the World Series trophy with them and <laughs> went taps off,
0: taps, taps off, taps the lads,
1: taps off, round the arena and just got so rowdy through the whole thing. My favourite other one, which isn't actually in the story that I gave... Or sorry, it is actually, there's a video of it. Um, in the arena, in the Caps arena, some of the fans were underneath the corporate box that they were in and were shouting up to the players. So much so that the players eventually started sharing their beer with them. Mm-hmm. But by pouring it down and the fans were underneath drinking the beer... If I'm honest, if there were a bunch of alpha sports guys... In a balcony above me I would not be drinking Whatever fluid They were pouring down <laughs> Off a balcony at me <laughs> But that might just be me
0: um, I, I do love though That um, That The the Whenever uh, That um, The Caps player um, Who's currently You know being investigated for certain um, drugs anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> made, made a comment uh, when he was asked on uh, uh, his comment on the Nationals partying. Um, this is obviously Kuznetsov. Uh, 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 he he says, they look pretty sober uh, when we were in their situation. I don't remember anything.
1: <laughs> See, that, that goes in the face of what Ovi said. So Ovi was asked about how he got on. because so Ovi was actually invited to their championship um, parade in Washington. <laughs> so Ovi... Like Someone was asking, "Oh, how, how did you get on? Like, How did it compare to your um, tour around with the Stanley Cup? He was like, yeah, I, I remembered everything uh, when I went around with the Stanley Cup. Imagine I'm saying this in a Russian accent. Um, <laughs> but then he said he had to watch back the highlights of the parade with the Nationals because he couldn't remember anything. <laughs> I
2: suppose he didn't have to look after. He's just out there having a party. I'm pretty sure it. he just went That's out and saying. had a party on yeah, his yeah, own yeah, the last time just- as well.
1: But yeah, it was interesting. So um, some awesome videos and uh, some awesome pictures have come out of all that. Uh, Washington is definitely the place to be when championships are won. Um, right, one last story for Noki News. And this is the news. Now, I frame this. I'm not a fan of this idea. This is the news that Disney are rebooting the Mighty Ducks for their new streaming platform, Disney+. Plus. So the story of these disenfranchised kids who are playing pond hockey and coach Bombay comes on as I mean, realistically, this shouldn't have worked as a concept. I mean, this guy was drugs. Yeah. Drink, 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 drugs. Well,
2: the new one, some kind of, some kind of the new one will be drugs
1: substance. (laughs) It will be. Yeah, it should be. Um, so yeah, coach Bombay found with white powder on his nose, gets sent out to coach kids. Seems like a great idea. This is not a guy that you want to trust your kids to. Um, but they're rebooting the, the franchise as a TV series this time. Thoughts?
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to see like, do they give much information about? Um,
1: no, this is this is just literally news that's come out from Disney with the fact that. Um, so there you go. There. Unlike rebooted. the movie,
0: unlike the original film, the new series will follow a 13 year old boy and his mom. When the young player gets booted from the Mighty Ducks hockey team, his mom helps assemble a new team, coach, and practice area. So it's not going to be the Mighty Ducks if he's booted from the Mighty Ducks t- hockey team, he's starting another team. Okay. Um I don't know. I don't think it's needed, but you know, let's be honest, there's nothing regular anymore in Hollywood, so
2: I think that as well <coughs> as a concept for a show, I think it would make a cracking one. They're purely just cashing in on the, the name, hoping to make a bit an extra few pounds. And um, we know how the Disney streaming service is being. They're sort of um they are sort of like cashing in on all their franchises. try and get it to be as successful as possible and obviously just one woman went what about mighty ducks and they've all went oh great idea let's make a tv show you know um it doesn't seem to have gone in my opinion have went much further than that um i don't i don't think there's any need for it i think that we were you were pretty okay where the story ended i think if you were going to do anything a sequel as a TV show, might have well, worked weirdly, quite well. Well, weirdly,
1: that's what this now starts to sound. They keep using the word reboot, but the fact that the team is existing and that this is going to be a, a kid getting kicked off the team. My other question is, which one of the original lineup is strapped for cash and I, will turn up in the first to couple be honest, of episodes? <clears throat> It'll be all of
0: them. No, I think I think you'll see. You'll definitely see. Um, probably, what's his name? He's currently on. He's currently he's on like all of the Marvel stuff and everything. Um, he played, um...
2: Oh, uh, the... Uh, Tho- Fulton Reed. Uh, what's his name?
0: He plays, um... He, he's in Daredevil. He's the, he's the lawyer. He's sp- oh Oh, pucker. Yeah. Or he, not, not... No, he doesn't do the knuckle pucker. he?
1: doesn't puck, do the does Knucklepuck. He does he the... Was the um, he was the goon.
0: Yeah. So I think he'll maybe turn up. But if, um, if the original... Like, I'm gonna guess, like, um... Who else? I'm, I'm trying to think who else might turn up.
1: Emilio. Emilio I don't know if on. he will.
0: I don't
2: know. Coach, I Coach don't Bombay
1: know. turns up. He's going to be the Mr Miyagi style this time.
2: I don't know. Well, we we, we talked. We talked about what the, we've chatted in the past about what the sequel should be. Um, Charlie. We, yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's it it, it would work. <laughs> Sorry, do you mean the character or are we back <laughs> <talking about> Charlie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I I don't think it's well. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be worth a watch, mainly just because you know we grew up with. Um, Mighty Ducks when we were younger, and it would be nice for my kids to grow up with something that would be on TV because hockey as a concept in television and movies is pretty much dead at the moment. You know, there's a few good ones but there's nothing, again, I was about say nothing original, but it's hardly original.
1: True. Um, right, that brings us, guys, to the end of Noki News. Uh, we then move swiftly on to the star segment. The star segment is um, our bi-weekly uh, look at what we want to highlight as having been a star play player goal team anything really anything that we think requires special commendation but we've switched it around this season and we're doing it as a competition so after the podcast launches usually around lunchtime that day or the next day because i forgot about it last time <laughs> um it'll go up as a twitter poll on uh, our twitter page and we ask you the fans and listeners out there to decide who takes the point so up until now marty you were on a two win streak you were at the top of the table with two points dave was sitting there with one point the fans were sitting there with one point and me and Aaron were sitting there at the bottom of the table with nil point this time the fans
0: took the point yep that was kind of obvious
1: so it was a, well, it was closer than you think. Um, so running through the results from last time, uh, Marty, you went with Brad Marchand. You came in last place of with 9% that. of the vote. Yep. Dave, you went with Alex Stalock. Uh, you were second or third place, sorry, with 17% of the vote. Which I think is not bad, considering half our listenership probably didn't know who Alex Stalock was. I'm pretty sure I still don't know who he is, even though I have for fantasy honking that <laughs> minor. Um third place or second place sorry went to myself Uh, I put forward Jordan Smulliman this time and I walked away with 35% of the vote the fans though went with Bobby Farnham and walked away with 39% of the vote so I was nearly nearly off the mark so so far I'm losing on the stars competition and I'm losing in fantasy competitions I just suck (laughs) so that means we've got a two way tie at the top between the fans and Marty both sitting with two points um, This time around guys There will only be Three nominations no, I haven't. Well no I've said that Three nominations Oh so is there fan no fan one is there a... There's no fan nomination no. This time around So um, gonna fan. Either fans You're going to see Marty skate away With the, the lead This time around Or someone else Is going to join you uh, on two points or potentially I might get my first point
2: yeah even though <laughs> he, he was just <laughs> discounting himself completely yeah, no, and no, someone's no. going to join you on two because he's just assuming
1: he's going to lose Str- stranger things have happened <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure by this point if I'm going to get a point I'm going to have to be the only person who puts a <laughs> out, <recommendation laughs> out. Um, this time around guys um, Dave seeing as you haven't written anything yep. in true countdown style because yeah. you haven't written
2: it down I'm going to come to you first no, you totally. can't cheat yeah no 100% um, so mine doesn't feel very original but it's more, I think he deserves it, and that has to be uh, Kevin Ryan. The last few um, weeks, heck, even from the start of the season, you guys know that I wasn't his biggest fan. Um, I didn't, I thought he was a good player, but I think he got a lot of hype, but I have to say he is filling that hype this year, Um, unbelievably. He's been one of our standout D-men. Um, both offensively and defensively, solid uh, player. Um, and probably I don't know whether it's just something I'm reading into, but but one of the best skaters, um, this year, um, just seems to be very, um, just up in his game, big style. Uh, and uh, I think he just deserves a, a shout out. And I know that he's been voted player of the month and all that. But again, I think that's a hundred percent deserved. And I think it's just watching it back, he's been fantastic.
1: Um. Murray, if you don't mind, I'm going to leave yours to last okay. uh, because I've gone for something completely different um, and I've actually just uh, changed it. Not in reaction to what you were saying, Dave. I've, I did have something else, but uh, I've changed it last minute. Um, my nomination this time around is GoPegs. <laughs> Goal pegs, wherever you are, just for the sheer entertainment value of you. Mostly, it's the five goal pegs, and occasionally the ones in Cardiff, and sometimes the ones in Coventry. Um, yeah, the,
2: goal pegs, and the ones in Nottingham that fly into the crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're 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 real class
1: acts. Secondary nomination would be the Nottingham bottles you know, the Nottingham as well. Bottles, yeah. uh, but no goal pegs. I'm going for goal pegs this time, um, Marty. I, I'm probably just tell straight away. I'm totally not walking away with this point, am I, <laughs> um, Marty? your nomination and why
0: yeah so my nomination i was torn this week i'm not going to lie um when i was considering my 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 nomination for this week my my choice um one of my choices was obviously with dave what you were saying um kevin Rains had a phenomenal start he's had um, a great play, he's been a great um, defensive man so far this season um definitely um you know just really yeah he's had a great start of the season but my nomination, and I, I've been harping on, I think, about this player potentially to you two, even at the last game we were playing, and I think it's i think it's fair enough to say that he's kind of went under the radar, it's quite silent, and I don't think this player has got enough attention and enough kudos for what he's done so far this season, Um, and that's Brian Ward. Um, For me, Wardy has started this season and has been a phenomenal player assist like a phenomenal he's a point he's a workhorse he's phenomenal uh points scorer he's he's just uh, his, his number of assists this season so far are 10 assists two goals for 12 points um i mean it's it's hard to argue just how valuable he has been on on, on those lines um just uh, setting up each each player setting the players who are currently sitting up there at the top with the goals um goal like goal averages and stuff He's been phenomenal so far this season, and I, I just don't think he's been it's been it's been noticed enough, or it's been pointed out enough. Um, and I just I think that's my
1: my choo- my choice for this 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 episode is definitely um Wardy. Okay, so um now uh, hopefully not too long after you've listened to this podcast, yeah. the Twitter poll will be up there if I remember to do it. Um, so running through them again, we've got Dave going with Kevin Rain, myself going with the Goal Pegs. And Marty going with Brian Ward, that then brings us on Marty to
0: overtime yep, um, so our overtime segment um is back this week with a i suppose the reason why we're bringing back i'm putting something in the overtime this week um and a little bit of just something to um something to finish off our episode is because sadly with no iron here this week uh our new favorite feature the a- aaron's abcs of hockey will not be on this episode it's like which, half term it's like the teacher's
1: gone home and that's exactly what it feels <laughs> I'm like i'm not gonna learn anything about hockey this podcast i'm really
0: upset obs- well maybe we'll this will be more of like a, a more of a, a quiz question or kind of thing maybe you just kind of get your brains um working and kind of getting a bit of um the juices flowing. Dave might have a bit of an upper it's hand. Twenty on this. to nine. Dave might have a bit of an upper hand on this one because uh, the the reason why I put this one in is um, I've been holding on to this this for for a bit because me and Dave were having this conversation at one of the games recently. I think it was maybe one of the weekends you were away. Um, and me and Dave were having a chat about this. Oh, um, sure. Only because it was a a couple of questions that come up, and my nephew was asking a couple of questions about um players' numbers and stuff, and about um players' numbers uh, that that are most famous and stuff and we were obviously talking about the most famous number in hockey being the retired number of number ninety nine, Wayne Gretzky. And we all know that's probably the most famous number in hockey. And um, but we were talking and we've joked around about we want we would love to like interview number fourteens across the across the league and across the world if we could and the, the segment would totally that. be
1: called 14 for 14 so yeah 14 questions for number
0: 14. 14s um which is something we would love to do and it's you know we definitely something we, we aim to do at some point we'll even at least, get, at least get one or two number 14s over the course of the season maybe and try and see if we can do that but um so obviously we have a number 14 plan for the belfast giants um in the form of um smotherman um this year's number 14 but um Number fourteen's aren't um, number fourteen isn't a foreign number for the Belfast Giants. Does anybody want to hazard a guess who the most famous number fourteen? Well, <laughs> who I would say is the most famous number fourteen um, to have worn a Belfast Giants jersey.
2: Well, I know this one. but I'll not tell
0: because. It's, it's a four-year time, Theo, fortunately.
1: Theo, is it? Theo Fleury? Yeah,
0: number he, he was tweeting this week and he was. everyone was chatting to It was. It was, it was kind of that's a weird... That's
1: right. They were talking about... A weird yeah, clash um, of
0: fourteens. It was very yeah. odd.
1: Yeah, they were They were talking about the testimonial coming up in February um, yeah. for Garside and whether he would come back for it.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was the conversation, and I think a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, let's make this happen. Yeah. We'll pay all of the money." I mean, that's for this to happen. that's an
1: interview to get right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also want we also want Jordan Smotherman as well at some point. We do, we do. Just so, oh,
1: I was talking about small. What are you guys talking about? Hey. hey! Um.
0: Just so, just I wanted to pick out a couple of numbers to see, you see if you can figure out who the number fourteen. Let's stick with number fourteen because number fourteen is obviously what we've been talking about. But, um, who would you think? Um, this now this is a top one hundred because. That's that's the way the NHL always does things, but top uh says so a hundred players with top numbers for so there's one player picked out for each number. Um who do you think the NHL have chosen for the most famous number fourteen?
2: Yeah, I know this one too. It's the one we talked about. Second? And it's it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Tyler Second's not fourteen, is he? No.
2: He's also not gonna be the top one hundred of them. That's true. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I couldn't tell you. There's probably other people listening to this screaming it at me, but no, I So
2: didn't.
0: the NHL uh, concluded that the, the top number, the number 14, the most famous number 14 was Brendan Shanahan.
2: Seriously? Yeah. I yeah. think that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he
1: probably, I probably listened to him more than any other player, former or current in my first few years following the NHL because he used to be the voice of the Department of Player Safety.
0: Does anybody want to hazard a guess at number 13? We had a we had a Belfast we had a Belfast version of, of this player uh playing well he was nicknamed this the same as this player that That's it yeah Pavel Dotak Dats- Pavel Dats- 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 number 13 um, I'll, give scoring, scoring
1: <clears throat> I'll give you still scoring still scoring by the way
0: I'll give you a couple of easy ones um let's go with uh, the most famous number 9 Gordie Howe yeah we we'll go and uh the number the most famous then number 4 Orr. Well, yeah the other <laughs> the
1: the well-known legend of the Bobby Orr hat trick. <laughs> I,
2: I helped in scar and stats, and that guy didn't do three of anything.
0: <laughs> I I just couldn't help but having to put those three in. Um, um, but I I think it's an interesting list. There's a there's a couple of interesting ones in here. Obviously, the lower numbers are probably the ones that are probably most well-known. Um, obviously, as you go up the numbers, number twenty-seven, Scott Niedermeyer um, okay, is yeah. mentioned as the number twenty-seven is probably the most famous. The most famous number thirty.
2: Goalie? Uh, oh, um... Devils? Yeah, I was about to say. Schneider? No. Yep. Um, Brodier. Yeah, Of course I Brodier. My yeah. brain was not going <laughs> out with the name at all. It's
0: late on, I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Like, um, Patrice Bergeron is there as number 37. You
2: give me 69. Let's check and see if there's <laughs> on here. Doug Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know if there is one here. Let me see. Seven,
1: of course is there, there, is. Is. Is yeah, there, there
0: is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's uh sharks player, yeah, Andrew Dishardens.
2: Char- no, oh, not about that one. wasn't wasn't pick from.
0: Um, so that's number sixty nine. <laughs> well, but uh, uh, than yeah, him. I just thought uh, so. We'll we'll share this anyway, so he's gonna have a look through and see if your favorite number there, and and see who makes it as your favorite number. Um, whatever your number is in the back of your that you would normally choose. What number do you normally choose? you go sixteen? Don't you? Fifteen for me. Fifteen and sixteen. Let's have a quick look and see. Obviously, Pavel Datsko would be my spirit animal name because I'm number thirteen. It's my favorite one. Uh. John, yours would be Milt Schmidt, because, you know, he's very famous. I wonder who he played for, I can't even tell. Like, that jersey doesn't tell me anything about who he plays for.
1: It looks very original, tells 60, me it tells nothing. Also, the number's on the front. The number's on <laughs> the front. Unless, unless he just put jersey on back uh, to the
0: front. Dave, your spirit animal, and according to this, would be Brett Hull. <laughs> Brett Hull oh, uh, nice. From St. Louis. Yep. So, uh, and I know, we know that uh, D- uh, that Aaron's favourite number is uh, 20, and he plays number 20, and his, his spirit animal would be Luke Rubatelli so there you go we'll put it up anyway you can have a look and see (laughs) and that just takes us to the end of our overtime segment Um, and that takes us really to the end of our show um as usual um reach out get in touch um listen to previous podcasts uh other content that we have and check out the content for this episode all on door14hockey.com where you can check out everything and anything related to the door 14 hockey podcast uh catch up with us uh chat with us send us your suggestions your comments your thoughts opinions and whatever else get involved with future episodes uh follow us on our social media at uh, door 14 hockey all on instagram facebook and on twitter mostly twitter i think it's right the same. Is instagram. Instagram well. um, sorry
1: sorry facebook you're just boring though. get involved sorry,
0: uh and yeah give us throw us a throw some some comments and let us know how you what you think of uh our previous episodes this episode and tell us how much we're like the loose women how much we're like the loose women and <laughs> someone please do that other comments and other stuff that you want to add um, and with that then it really just takes us to the end of this week's episode uh, so let's let's sign off uh, I'm Marty I'm Dave I'm John have a great week